the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I'm Pat. I'm Tom. Today we're watching Sickle. Excuse me. Amityville, the final chapter. Yep. This movie was released as Sickle, then re-released shortly thereafter as Amityville, the final chapter, in order to cash in on the nobody owned... Yes? Sorry, my cat has got opinions on this, too. Apparently, I'm the only one in the room who thinks that we should be watching this. It, it, it wasn't even... Like, there are... In, like, the Hellraiser series, you have later films that do not... The the scripts did not start as a Hellraiser movie, Mm -hmm. but they added stuff to make it a Hellraiser movie. And so it's like, okay, well, this is just this direction this is. As near as we can tell, this movie started as Stickle, Sickle, was filmed as Sickle, was released as Sickle, and then months later, hey... Why don't we also call it? Why don't we call it Amityville instead? And then maybe people will watch it. This isn't an Amityville movie. It's it's checking the box of things released as Amityville movies, and we've already seen some stuff stray way away from the actual Amityville horror. So I feel like this is kind of getting us ready for the bumpy ride that's going to continue on that. But at least in those movies, they reference the town. At least they like gussy up. They they like digitally like in the last one the uh, was photoshopping it? the window yeah, eyes, photoshopping yeah. the thing and putting the stuff in. This is just you are letting the internet run your life, this and it makes internet. me sad. They spent the money to get that name copywritten. They spent money on posters, on a DVD release. Like <laughs> they did, you know, more than just call it that on the internet. I will say that, like, they put forth the effort to properly cash in. Folks at home, what you're not seeing is that on the television right now on Vudu, which is where we'll be streaming it, it says Sickle. uh, Sickle, Mm -hmm. 2015... The buy, it has the poster art, which is sickle and a bloody Ouija board with like a worm or a tentacle sticking oh, that is out. A sickle. The other, oh, it's a sickle, duh. And uh, it says the other side has answered. And in the blurb, it doesn't even reference Amityville. Like none of this says Amityville because not, yeah. it's just not. <laughs> if you were just scrolling through any of your services looking for Amityville movies, this one would never turn up at this point. Um. Yeah, but <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we're doing. I'm not saying we're not doing it. I yeah. am questioning. Don't mm. we have enough work to do? <laughs> don't we have enough movies that at least you know started out as like yeah, well, like at least some point in the production of it. Like mm-hmm. it's because this is so post production. We're just putting the name on yeah. this thing. I don't understand. But sometimes on a franchise, when you know that now you're just doing it for the franchise and for the sequels, it actually kind of kills it. Like the Die Hard movies. Mm. Die Hard started as uh, Nobody Lives Forever or Nothing Lasts Forever. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a sequel to the novel The Detective. Famously, mm. Sinatra was given first right of refusal on it. Yeah, that would have been an interesting movie. Yeah. Wouldn't have worked. No. They, they, terrible, terrible, terrible. They pretty much went to him with an offer that would <laughs> say... Say like you're not gonna do this, but we're not gonna yeah. tell you you're not gonna do it. We're let yeah. you decide. Yeah. 
But then uh, Die Hard 2 was based on a novel, 58 Minutes, which was completely unrelated from a different author. It was just, there's a terrorist situation with an airport. But they rewrote it to To have Bruce Willis as John McClane. And Die Hard 3 was another script that was That was, was written. Simon Says, yeah. I believe, mm-hmm. and which, you know, would have been a great title for this that movie. Yeah. And uh, but again, they made it this. This is, I mean, the, the, right. we're not going to read the synopsis that is on the screen, but it spoilers. is the spoilers. It has, it, this has nothing to do with it. And the, the, the situation you're describing, there is an owner of the franchise. As we've established at this point, there is no Amityville franchise. There is just a name that gets slapped on things. Right. The when, I think, is a crucial factor for whether or not it counts. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm just thinking, like, people trying to make Amityville movies might occasionally make a Die Hard 4 or 5. Sure. And I'm on board for watching those. This one is just... Man, it doesn't even... Like, it... You have to, like, search for Sickle and Amityville to even find this thing. Like, it barely comes up in Amityville searches. That's how far removed this thing is. And the other ones, again, have nothing to do with anything other than, like, we're calling them Amityville. All of that, I think, speaks to... The amount of research we have done to oh, do this podcast. Dude, um, people at home, you don't understand the work and the effort we put into this thing. Mm-hmm. We went on through the internet, and it took like 10 minutes. Yeah, we made a spreadsheet. Yeah, we have. We cross-referenced some of it. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so you don't, so, you know, you should be more grateful. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Send us money. Or something. Send us gifts. Mm-hmm. Send us Amityville gifts. Are there Amityville gifts? There has to be. Find us Amityville gifts, all three of you that are listening, and send them to us. And But, you know, in the meantime, let's watch Amityville, the final chapter, which... Okay. It's not an Amityville. It's, it's not, not a final chapter. Discuss. I mean, if that's not a Linda Richmond, that was that was a character. Linda yes. Coffee Talk with Linda Richmond. Sickle is neither an Amityville nor a final chapter. My favorite one that was never on it, but I use is like whenever somebody mentions the original Wolfman movie. Lon Chaney Jr. was neither a Lon nor a Junior. Discuss. Huh. Lon Chaney Jr., he's billed as Lon Chaney Jr. His name is was actually Creighton Chaney. He was Lon Chaney's son. Right. But, but he was you know, neither Lon nor therefore. So, so what, what is your favorite phony baloney final chapter? Um, I mean, I love Freddy's Dead. That's great. The Final Nightmare. That, yeah. that movie's that movie never gets enough uh, enough love. It as, really doesn't. Which is you know going to be the subtitle to the uh, exhibit or essay I'm, we'll write about Rachel Talalay. Yeah, your work never gets enough love that oh, it deserves. 100%. She's just so good. We we've tried to see about potentially when theaters start you know opening up more, doing an event with her in Baltimore, trying to get like oh Baby Tank God. Girl or. Sure. 
Honestly, Tank Girl's like the number one that we sure. But Freddy, Freddy's, Freddy's dead, dead might be, be the easier easier thing. Or Ghost in the Ghost in the Machine. God help us. But, yeah. but, but she's like, she's all she's connected up with uh, John Waters. Like mm, she she worked yeah. on a bunch and of his movies as well. Yeah. She's got yeah she's got a lot of Baltimore connections. Yeah. Um, she does a lot of filming right now in the UK and yeah. Canada. But Her, uh, she directed are definitely one of the spookiest, if not one of the best Doctor Who episodes mm-hmm. in the last few seasons. That um. I think it's called Hell Hell Sent or Heaven Heaven Bent or Hell Heaven Bent Hell Sent. It's the one with twelve uh, Capaldi where he's just stuck in this castle and mm-hmm. being hunted, and it is haunting. Nice. It's really good, and she did a bunch of stuff on my beloved Flash show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I I, I like. Uh, Friday the 13th part 4 the final chapter because Friday the 13th have had so many movies there's a fi- the part 4 was a final chapter which was not a fi- well, not which even, was not yeah. the last movie and then Friday the 13th 9 was Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday and it wasn't the last one of those either nope that's how absurd those movies are yeah they've had two and like at least Friday four gave you the sense of closure. And yeah. they did they did have the They killed they killed Jason. They killed Jason. Then the next movie was somebody else and then a they new went, beginning. Yeah. They at least like we're like, yeah, we're gonna obviously we're gonna keep going, but a new beginning. Like yeah. we're recognizing the thing. And then when that failed miserably, they're like, Alright, Jason lives, he's back, mm-hmm. leave us alone. But then what else? Resident Evil, I think the last one so far is the final chapter. Yeah, they're doing a reboot on yes. it. Yes. But um, because those movies, every movie ended with a cliffhanger of, yeah. hey, here's the thing you probably wanted to see in this movie, but it's coming now. And then credits. And then you get to the next movie like, oh, that thing happened. We're into this now. And it's going to get... Uh... Sorry, next time. In their defense. I, I agree. Overall, they whiff or, or they waffle on um, most of their uh, cliffhangers but in their defense number two fulfills the cliffhanger of number one and number four fulfills the cliffhanger of number three okay but other than After that a while, they, but oh yeah. dude the the last one like in, uh, in number five they end on like it's all our most superpowered characters on top of the white house the apocalypse is literally on their doorstep oh you oh you didn't you missed it you didn't see it it was it, it was during the credits. What? Leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Which is only part of why the last movie is not great. Because they have to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's whatever. But uh, anybody else have a final chapter? I don't know. Well, I know. Final like, Wayne doesn't have a fi- final chapter. No, nah, they never did a final on that. Um, with Freddy's dead, like Freddy is also dead. Like when they brought it back, it <laughs> was not that Freddy though. Like New Nightmare uh, was a different yeah, I- yeah. incarnation of Freddy. Mm-hmm. And then Freddy versus Jason, he's very he's much very dealing much with back, the fact. So. No, he's very much dealing with the fact that he got for real killed, yeah. or he got killed in a way that interferes with his life, his afterlife. Yeah. And so he has to deal with it. So both of those iterations, I think, do a good job of dealing with the fact that mm-hmm. fi- the final nightmare was the final nightmare, at least for a while. Right. And then the, we don't talk about the remake because it wasn't good yeah, at all. Well, that's a different timeline anyway. And it wasn't good at all. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not even remotely. Anybody else have a final chapter? Um, or Chuck, Chucky's never had a final chapter. No, Chucky openly wants to keep going, and oh, yeah. I cannot wait for more. Heck yes. Um, 
Who else they have like definitively? Because that's the thing. A lot of franchises don't go long enough. Yeah, to really like. Okay, we we got to stop yeah. doing this. Yeah, it's usually they're still making money. Let's find another twist. Like yeah. leprechauns just keep going anywhere. You're not going to get. There's never a, been a final chapter for Leprechaun. Yeah. They've done a Leprechaun Returns, but Jesus God. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they just. There was a movie called The Final Countdown, but I believe that is the the only. That's not a franchise. It's just yeah. like the Final Countdown. And as far as Final Fantasies go, I mean, they've got over a dozen Final Fantasies. Yeah, it's kind of a like great alliterative name, but I don't know what they yeah. were going for with it. It's like you would expect that of the never-ending story. It's yes. never-ending. I mean, this yeah. is a, a lot of people wanted their money back. Yeah. Like, it's just like, what are you talking about? This is a movie ended. Where's my? Give me my five bucks back. I paid for an everlasting gobstopper of a movie. What the hell? And every usher across the country having to explain it. No, no, no. The story carries on in your heart. It's yeah. it's a thematic thing. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> I know. I mean, they still gave the money back, but, you know. I thought you were going to say they had to, like, explain more. No, technically it is a children's movie, but there are scary parts and lots of children's stories. Gamork. Oh, my God. That thing is still terrifying. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, all right, we're going to watch Gamork, the final chapter. <laughs> and we'll let you know how it is as both its own movie and an Amityville movie. Yeah. I wonder which is we're going to have to focus on more. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Back in a few. And we are back. Uh... That definitely was not an Amityville movie. No, it was not. Even though there was a house, and things happened, and there was murder, and there was some sort of supernatural demon-y thing. It could have been. They could have made, with very little post-production effort, they could have made this an Amityville movie. And I don't know why it bothers me so much that they didn't, other than the fact that they called it an Amityville movie. And even though it ain't! And apparently that they shot it four years before they released it yeah and in that they had time yeah they could have they could have had that change at the ready unless maybe oh they couldn't shoot new scenes because everyone had aged four years yes wow um but like yeah. just an ADR line over the shoulder you were yeah. saying or, yeah. it's like maybe like something like looking at somebody's looking at a laptop that says that the murder happens in the Amityville house and that's mm-hmm. it that's all they needed to do but no, we, we open up with talking heads, talking about the Mothman. Don't write that down because it will never be picked up again because it's not the Mothman. It's a demon called Sickle. Mm-hmm. Sickle is a Massachusetts Mothman. Apparently. Mothman is like, you know. That's a, yeah, it's kind of like the, the generic term, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Everybody, that's like, word like. We have our, every place has its cryptid. Yeah, Mothman being a big one. Um, Mothman's usually in, like, the West Virginia area. Yeah, Mothman's West Virginia. Goatman is Maryland's. Jersey Um, Devil is Jersey. Right. Uh, Massachusetts, I guess, has Sickle. Sickle. Um, Yeah, people have these tales of Sickle that don't really inform us of the point of the plot or any of that. Nope. They just basically say like they do reference the top hat they do reference the top hat yeah they give us the description of he wears a top hat he's tall and he has been seen at things and events and it's basically what if you could see Slash's face yeah 
from Gun- Slash from Guns N' Roses. And it turns out Slash has been hiding the fact that he looks like a... He, he looks like Eddie from all those... Uh, was it Death... Iron uh, Maiden. Uh, Iron Maiden. Iron yeah. Maiden. No. So he looks like Eddie, like if you got the cheaper version of the mask, where it's yeah. not actually an Eddie mask, but it is a... You know, Decomposing yeah. person mask. Mm-hmm. Iron metal zombie man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, non, not, not copyright infringing man. Exactly. Uh, but so we, we get some talking heads, which love, always love a movie that starts with talking heads. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that means we have no artful way to give you this information. We're just literally going to look into the camera and tell you what the movie's about. But it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It quickly cuts to uh, news footage of Michael Hart, 11-year-old Michael Hart, being arrested for having murdered his uh, ba- 16-year-old babysitter, who, you know, an hour and 15 minutes in would eventually be named Candace. But uh, he's uh, accused of the murder and sent to a mental hospital for 15 years. So he's basically convicted of the murder. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the use of the words because everybody will act like he's just been accused of the murder. Well, the thing. Everyone keeps saying you were accused of murder, you were accused of murder. But if you're in a mental hospital for 15 years, Pretty the sure. trial would have happened where you were yeah. either... Pretty convicted sure. or cleared. Yeah. Pretty sure you murdered that person because there was nobody else there. And also no blood. Like, it's fun. You keep seeing... They keep just cutting back to a shot of the dead babysitter. Mm-hmm. And she's got, like, uh, slashes all over her body and is missing at least one leg. But he's got no blood on him as right. he's being let out. Because, you know, it's not like they w- it would gush. Yeah. But they knew that he did it because he listens to heavy metal music. Yes. The neighbor talking to the news reporter says that she always knew he was up to no good listening to that heavy metal music. Mm-hmm. It's the old... This would be in, like, two, the year 2000. So it's not like it's, like, the 80s Tipper Gore era. This is just... Silly. Yeah. By this point, saying you won't listen to, you know, heavy metal music because of the Satanism, is kind of like not listening to that jazz music because you love the Moon and the Juno and the the Spring of and, and the Juno. Yeah, I, I was likening it more towards like people that are very much into vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a hipster equivalent to being like a prejudicial scumbag? Like, I prefer like even though this has been completely debunked by a zillion different things, I still prefer this. I still prefer these time these times where we could shit on these people. Hmm. You know, it's like I prefer the vinyl to the CD, even though there's no discernible difference. Um, I will say for me the discernible difference between vinyl and CD. No, don't be that guy that no. I just literally said is an asshole. Is <laughs> not whatever. Oh, the warmth of the. Food. No. <laughs> I like that I can put on an album and just listen to the whole thing straight through. It makes for me. It commits me to actually having the whole experience rather than throw on a scene of a movie I like. Like. I'll get it so that I actually go back and re-listen to it because I love having all my music digital. I love being able to shuffle and make playlists, but that's my way of being able to concentrate. And it's not its not a benefit of the actual this production. Is, this is the worst tangent. I hate you so much right I'm now. I'm sorry. 
You have to understand, I hate Patrick forever for making me watch this movie. Yeah, we're at odds right now because this hour <laughs> and a half just went by. Trying to justify, I literally just said like this person, this type of person is a jerk. Well, actually, let me explain why I'm not. I feel like at this point, I've just got to antagonize <laughs> bastard. So. I mean, there needs to be actual conflicts because the movie featured very little of it. Despite having a monster. Yeah. That was had a monster. People. Had a lot of people accusing the main character of being a murderer, but they're all very supportive of him. Yes. Except, well, yeah. the people on the screen, there's an orderly at the hospital. I assume orderly. He did not appear to be a doctor. Or he did not carry himself as a doctor. And also, uh, Michael's uncle, Nick Kroll. It's not Nick Kroll, but with glasses. He looks a lot like Nick Kroll. When he had his glasses on and his hat on, he, yeah. yeah. As soon as he took them off, it like, was something oh, else. Oh, this is unfortunate. Put the, put the hat and the glasses back on. I'm sorry, we skipped. Michael has been in a mental institution for 16 years and was rele- is released at the beginning of the film. Uh, we eventually find that out, but first we have to stop off with Kim, who is finishing up her uh, whatever year of college and is going back home. And we really needed that backstory for her. Yeah, her parents are also surprisingly interracial. Yeah, um, but also like she Kim su- appeared to be just a white person. Yeah. That's why I was just kind of like, oh wow, mom is black. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of like on Louie, where they're just like, oh, and this is like, you have like the, the two whitest children on the parent on the planet, and it's like, oh, that's her mom, and it's a black actress. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Anyway. But yeah, it was, um, her parents were sort of supportive, but not supportive, but she wants to investigate the paranormal. Yeah, she wants to hang out with her cousin, played by uh, Kane Hodder's younger, less successful brother, and... Uh, uh, he has a ghost hunting business. In they keep marks? calling it a business. They don't say how they make money. They at one point there is talk of being able to sell the business because of the proof they have been getting. Like to yeah, they very they repeatedly say they are not on television. Like yeah. they 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 espouse that kind of. Uh, ghost hunting so it keeps becoming like how are you making money is this a business what are you talking Mm. about who is hiring you to come in and prove these ghosts how are you proving them how is your proof not garnering more attention money the scientific community all that but they say that they have been proving roughly what 10 cases a week yeah or something Ten, ca- ten cases a for a ghost hunter not proving anything is a lot for a week, if not a month. Yeah, it, it was like this... Uh, I, I remember reading this one Ghostbuster comic where uh, Ray was kind of bemoaning their business to Peter. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of fun and all, but, you know, we were scientists, and we have conclusively proven the afterlife. Why aren't we being heralded? Why are we just janitors? Yeah. It's, just, it's kind of funny, which these people would be appear to be in the same situation. that They're just, you know, going around local haunted places, proving that there's a ghost. I say, I say proving in heavy italics and quotation marks because there are very little special effects in this film. Mm-hmm. And they don't show anything. Uh, so I don't know how they're proving it. It doesn't... God damn it, Patrick. I I hate this movie. Um, so... Then, like, 40 minutes go by. 
Yeah. And stuff happens in this 40 minutes. Like, there are conversations. There's a whole conversation about a band that is touring. Oh, like right. The, the radio DJs go in about it. Tw- yeah. Twin something or other. I don't remember because they're we not have, featured on the soundtrack. We never hear yeah. any of their music, but our main girl um, is given fan. a CD of it, which big is... Fan. Yeah, big fan of it. And she, then they have like a five-minute conversation about how CD sounds just as good as vinyl. Especially, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Why? You were about to bite... Take the bait! Oh my God! No, I was. That was where I was originally heading on the previous rant, but we derailed our derailing. We're just hopping tracks all over the place. This is like, all right. So Michael gets this is it. like the end of Temple of Doom. We've got a lot of tracks, and we're just gonna crash through whatever we can. Michael gets out of the mental hospital, is taken in by his uncle because his parents don't want to have anything to do with him. What with him being convicted of murdering somebody when he was eleven, his uncle gives him a job. Working at his uncle's garage, which now, is conveniently located in his garage yeah. in the suburbs. Like when he said you can work in my garage, we had made jokes about how it's just going to be the garage at his house. It was. It was. It, it just actually was. And in, and the first uh, person that Michael ends up working for is Mr. Crane. And you're going to have to take everything we say about Mr. Crane with a grain of salt. On the one hand, Yes, he is the absolute best thing about this movie. But on the other hand, no, that makes him class valedictorian of summer school. It is not an achievement. Yeah. But he is... He's oddly entertaining. He is very entertaining to watch. He has such an eerie cadence. Uh, we pieced it together. He is... Uh, to, to set the scene, he is a seven-foot-tall white man dressed head-to-toe in black with the fakest white hair and fakest white beard. Mm-hmm. Like and the absolute spirit store coming. Exactly. White. And he, sa- he uh, sounds exactly like... Uh, it's if Tom Noonan was trying to portray Elliot Gould. Yes. Maybe he this has, is supposed to be like a Robert Altman movie. Maybe that explains everything. Why, like, everything is poorly recorded and we're just kind of meandering around these amateur people. But nobody talked over each other. No. So. No. That doesn't. But Mr. Crane. Mr. Crane talks very specific. And he wants to make sure that you understand every piece of information that he is giving you. And okay, everybody in this movie has some sort of an accent, and yep. it's not so much a regional accent nope. as a, you've never heard these words out loud. Yeah. And, like yeah, all Mr. reading. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Crane or, is perpetually putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable with mm-hmm. every single word. Yeah. I, in like some sort of way to make him sound more worldly or smarter than everybody else. But in addition to him, other people like Sue has a very weird way of pronouncing always or always. Always. It was always. This like there it's 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 filmed in Massachusetts, but there is not one Boston accent or even like a New England accent. It's no. just, but there is an accent happening in this movie. There is an accent of ESL. ESL. Oh my! <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like people who have never heard anything ever. So. It really is like they're they're just pr- phonetically pronouncing words. They're 
are many actors in this that are very definitely reading their lines. Yes, from off screen. Yeah, like um, there's a cue card. You see the their eyes darting to it in between every word. Some like sometimes you'll even see them do the. You can watch their eyes as they're reading, but often it'll just be constantly glancing down at the cue card or over at the cue card, just kind of like not able to keep track of what they're saying between sentences. Yeah. Um, Which is great, because when you don't know how a sentence is supposed to end, you're really not going to sell it well. Not even remotely. Yeah. But not like, like Jeff Goldblum, my, my, one of my old high school English teachers put it perfectly. Jeff Goldblum says every line in every movie as if he is just thinking of it at that moment, as if he has never read it. But yeah. like as, yes. as if he is in the moment, he is that person and has come to that conclusion. Yeah, and that's what makes everything about what he says fresh and exciting. This is people could not memorize any dialogue whatsoever. Yeah, this is one hundred percent the opposite of that. This yes. is you don't even believe that the person is saying lines that their brain has come up with. No, which was frustrating because there were definite moments where like this is not a good script. But there were jokes in the script. Like, there were bits of dialogue that, if delivered well, could have mm-hmm. been funny. And Had the material that. connected to their brain in any sense, <sighs> yeah, you might have gotten something out of it. Yeah. but So Mr. Crane immediately hires Michael to do odd jobs around his house, but mainly to talk to me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like to converse with people, and I hate my family, and will give you lots of money so that I do not give it to my family in lieu of giving it to you, who works very hard. I know you are a hard worker because I have met you for 20 minutes. He has him mow his lawn. <laughs> he has him weed out yep. back, um, which inspired the concept of uh, a demon landscaper, not yes. in this movie, yes. but something we would like to see down the road. and. Yes. Not quite like the lawnmower man. No. Short story. Like a good, like he would be the good guy. Right. Or he he would be fighting demons with his landscaping. Yeah. Like what was that? Uh, does it Jack Brayer or something? There's there's some like Jack something monster hunter or monster slayer that was like it was like trying to be an Evil Dead thing that never caught on. A whole bunch of years ago. Don't worry about yeah. it. It was not great. Watch Tucker sure. and Dale versus Evil better. Instead, that that was the movie that it wanted to be. Gotcha. And also the movie I would have rather have watched this afternoon. Many so, movies would be so many movies. A better way to spend the afternoon. So eventually, the ghost hunting group hooks up with Michael because they're all sort of sort of local but sort of not yeah they're it's all big. from this same neighborhood that's never really named um, yeah. or if it is it's not memorable yeah um, so on the ghost hunters group there's Sue who is a conniving bitch and multiple characters agree with this estimation yeah and uh, she hears about the local monster called Sickle I, who is the titular sickle of this movie? Which, mm-hmm. again, I'm looking at this. Like, they have a Ouija board on the bo- on the on the cover or the poster for this movie. There is no Ouija. Oh, God, I hate yeah. This. Anyway, and it says the other side has answered. That but they also actually, established that actually does connect. 
but they said there's multiple layers, not just two sides. But yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. So Sue hears about Sickle and figures, hey, this is our chance to get fortune and glory, as opposed to just you know jobbing it with what they do now. Which again, no idea what they do or how they make money. So she comes up with the scheme. Let's get this Michael Hart guy to go back to the house where his de- where he ki- where the babysitter got killed because either a we proved that he did kill her or b there's a monster and again with a little adr you could have made this the amityville house Mm -hmm. and this would have lined up and this would have just been oh a shitty amityville movie instead of just a shitty movie that we watched for some reason because the internet told you to do it and you do everything the internet tells you you know, uh, the internet also <laughs> told me if you take WD-40 and you wipe down your albums, then it actually gives you a cleaner sound. Um, we haven't mentioned the ear hair yet. <laughs> I, all of the hair. So, we'll start. Let's start with the ears. So, there's like there's everybody. Every it's all amateur actors, which not shitting on amateur actors, but nobody groomed. <laughs> like at all and so there are these long conversation shots with Michael's orderly and he's got very dark ear hair coming out of his ear I I couldn't stop looking at it Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Like the, at first, it looks like shading, but then as soon as you like, see it, no. you cannot unsee. Yeah, nobody. Everybody has perpetual five o'clock shadow, mm-hmm. except for Michael, who I assume the actor cannot grow hair, and also Mr. Crane, who has a perfect spray-on beard. Yeah, it's uh, he has real facial hair because we see a flashback of his normal hair. Yes, which is exactly the same, except without the white spray-in. Yeah. Um, that's how you know it took place in the past. Yeah. Now, there are some scenes where either he is inverse Ash or Mad Maxing, but he's got a streak of not white hair. Yeah. Um, but it looks more like just where he missed. I mean, again, we're all people. It's fine. He's the only... He, like, he appears to be making the effort. So right. credit where credit's due. Yeah, he learned his lines. He did. That, again, he's played by an actor named Brent Northup, and he is the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Easily. Which yeah. is not a saving grace at all. But he was legitimately entertaining us every time he was on screen. Yes. Um, so they go to the house. They they trick Michael. This is, honest to God, that bit, this was really messed up. Sue pretends that she wants to go out with Michael on a date. She introduces him to all the ghost, her ghost hunting friends. And then they all go on a ride in the car. And it's only when they pull up to the house that he realizes that he is, they have taken him to the house where he was accused, his, his house where he was accused of murdering somebody. And he has mental, pro- like at minimum, he has mental issues. Yeah, he has been in, uh, he has been in a facility for fifteen years. That is so messed up. Mm-hmm. And he is already having issues with thinking he's seeing sickle. He's having visions of it. Yeah. He's talked to the orderly, who says, "Well, you know, we have medications that can help with delusions," which makes you wonder what they had done with him for fifteen years. No idea. It Not was a clue. all. It was all just you know macrame like, and team building exercises, yeah. like, but never actually addressing the problem. Now that we've got you back out into this society, why don't we maybe take a look at some of your issues? Maybe. All right. I don't know. Something. So they take him there and all of a sudden they are bombarded with flying clip art yeah 
Like, I mean, you see, like, clip art knives, clip art uh, Butcher meat knife. cleavers. Yeah, cleavers. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sure Clippy himself was in there. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> it was really adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to summon something. <laughs> Have you tried doing an inverted star? Drawing an inverted star in a circle? <laughs> Um, have you tried using virgin's blood instead of just your own heathen blood? That could work. Well, <laughs> although he's been, if he was locked up when he was 12, maybe it was. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Even though somebody did say um, about him getting arrested when he was 12, I will buy him a dress. I hope they do the worst to him in there or something like that. His neighbor was really messed up. She was she was terrible. And she was the good Christian who disliked the satanic heavy metal. So, yes. you know, we all know the type. Their Christianity is in hatred only. Uh, yeah. Well, Jesus preached hatred. That That's what the mm-hmm. Bible tells me. That's I remember it. he flipped over the table. The stupid um, Pharisees. Yeah, because they were insisting that there is something about the magnetic hiss of a tape. And exactly. that's the ideal <laughs> hipster format. You're playing the Psalms backwards, and it's mm-hmm. invoking the devil. And so Jesus just went in and flipped over the entire flea market. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So Michael, of course, leaves. And then goes to talk to Mr. Crane, who reveals that it was not an accident that he started hiring Michael to do all his odd jobs and paying him $500 an hour to talk to him. But in fact, he knows about Sickle and all about the multiverse and all the different layers of reality. And if this had come at any point before minute 75 of a 90-minute movie... This could have been a much better movie. Mm-hmm. If it had also been explored as the premise. because So, Mr. Crane explains that we live on our plane of reality, but that there are simultaneously multiple layers of reality, and each of those layers contains an entire race of... You know, or an entire just reality. Other creatures, other people that coexist with us all the time, and occasionally the layers drift closer and yeah. further than each other. The other side um, answering. Yeah. It's sort of like the premise at one point Ackroyd wanted to get for Ghostbusters 3, the um, lenticular hell dimension. What? Where it's basically, there is a hell earth existing at the same time, and it's just a matter of if you can shift the right frequency or wavelength, then uh, you can see it. Oh, like Ecto-Kid. Yeah, like Ecto Kid, um, yeah. which was the Wachowski brothers for Clive Parker. Yes. Yeah. Or at least one of uh, Yeah, eventually both of them were on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I say brothers because of, at, at the time. At the time. It was, was the, uh, yeah, the razor line through Marvel. Yeah. At and, the time, Andy and Larry, currently uh, Lana, and I think still Andy. Or I think so. Andrea. I, I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. Either way, the Wachowskis. Yeah, if you're looking for these comic books, Ecto Kid, uh, it was under Wachowski Brothers. Yes. Um, But yeah, like the the parallel dimension, very close to ours, and the way it was described could have been an interesting premise for a movie. Instead, it is just dropped here towards the end and then not even really addressed again and actually kind of negated by the way it plays out. Uh, yeah, uh, yes and no. Uh, we, we, Mr. Crane reveals the whole backstory about how he went to Ireland to a town called Finn that you will not find on a map, and he met a man named Dudley who conspicuously does not have an Irish accent. 
Not even remotely. Not, Not even, even a tried. silly uh, movie Irish accent. But yeah. Dud- Dudley explained that he was a beacon for one of these such creatures. And Michael is a beacon for Sickle. And so Michael is not responsible for the deaths of Sickle, but he kind of brings Sickle. Yeah. But uh, McCrane, Mr. Crane wants Michael to come come with him back to the house to summon Sickle so that he can avenge his wife's death. And he's willing to give him $2.5 million. Yeah. And he also references some other checking bank account that has even more money. But don't worry about that. You will get yeah. $2.5 million. I don't understand what he's, the point of that was. The $2.5 million that he is willing to offer Michael is what he considers a drop in the bucket compared to his wealth. His other bank account has more money that can be counted, which... I don't know how many banks you know. You have a bad bank if they can't count. Yeah, they're like, oh, that looks like too much. We will we will hold it for you, yeah. but, yeah, we're not going to count our that. Own, our calculators only go up to $999,999.99. Yeah. I guess we'd need another calculator. Mm-hmm. They had, at one point, an abacus that could handle such large numbers, mm. but any time a truck drove by, they lost oh, everything. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. So, of course they go back. Or actually, excuse me. Or uh, like after uh, Michael immediately uh, spurns Mr. Crane's offer, and Phil, our head ghost hunter, gets his head chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> apropos, like not apropos of nothing. I mean, it's a horror movie and all, but it still is just kind of Phil. At first gets his, like, Sickle shows up in Phil's house, which is not, like, the evil house, the Amityville house. And, um, uh, Sickle slices his throat with the pretty, like, the, like, the actual slitting is very nonchalant, but, like, the, yeah. the makeup is good for, like, the, the open throat. And then, in a very clip-arty, photoshoppy way, he de- gets decapitated. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciated it. Yeah. For what it, it was, was like, I, I, like I, I appreciate how much they pulled off with that. Yeah, it was an effect that was above their means that they pushed through anyway. Yeah, and... I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. Um, but then we started here. But then uh, the orderly shows back up at Michael's place and says that Phil was killed in the exact same way. That the police are saying that Phil was killed in the exact same way as your babysitter was. And they keep going, like showing us pictures of the babysitter. That was not how she got, yeah. was killed. Unless you mean exact same way in that it was in the same house. And that Michael had been present at some point. But it wasn't even the same house. Like, it was Phil's house. Oh, right, 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 Sickle right. goes yeah. to Phil's house, yeah. and he gets his head chopped off. When they keep showing the babysitter, the babysitter has several gouges on her torso. Her head is still attached, and one of her legs is chopped off. And little... 11-year-old Michael or 12-year-old Michael had no blood on him, which, yeah. of course, the police assumed. This is a stupid movie. It's, I think that the police in this town are just not very good. I mean, yeah. they didn't notice the lack of blood on the kid. They don't know what the M.O. was between them to say that they're that similar. They also had a kid in custody for 15 years and never actually brought him to trial. Like I, I feel like they're slacking. Yeah, no, it's not good. But either way, Michael decides this has to stop. He goes back and he gets Mr. Crane. Let's go to the house and put an end to Sickle. And you see 
Mr. Crane pull out a, a, a Glock. He's yeah. like, yeah, let's let us go kill Sickle. We are going to bust a cap on you. Yeah. And so they go back to the house. And there are other don't don't get us wrong, there are other people in these scenes, but they don't matter. Yeah. At all. And uh, so the orderly Uncle Bill God, it is. It's Bill and Phil. Uncle Bill. Bill and Phil. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Bill, Michael, Jill, Jill. and uh, oh, what was her name? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, our college girl who is, I guess, supposed to be a love interest. I guess because yeah, Susan had taken Michael to the thing, and it was implied it might be a date. But then the age gap on those two bit much. A little bit. Um, Doesn't matter. Yeah. But then yeah, love is love. He, yeah. <laughs> so. He, he and her are there with everybody else um, as Sickle shows up and there is a fight scene. Have you ever tried to get a beer out of a fridge at a party where everyone's hanging out yes. in the kitchen? Yes, that is exactly it. This is that fight scene with a guy with a, a yeah, a scythe. And yeah. he's just somehow missing everything everybody's just kind of doing the hokey pokey around each other uh orderly gets killed uncle bill gets killed Mm -hmm. most most of the folks are getting killed oh sue gets killed um sue Sue gets gets, like thrown up against the cabinet yeah like strangled and then thrown at the cabinet yeah Uh, but yeah like sickle is kind of killing everyone off because it's such close quarters and i think he's just trying to make space yeah it's just like you're all crowding me i don't know what Mm -hmm. you want it's like guys just go back to the living room or something and uh once michael gets sickle into position for mr crane to shoot him in the back of his head <gasps> mr crane betrays them because He'll he wants turn. the power oh my god oh my god sickle's turn those back on michael that's a jr ross i'm sorry uh, it's not a good one i'm sorry yeah uh, my bad it was for a heel turn i feel like i kind of had to oh okay jim ross gotcha 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 yeah. um but yeah, as it turns out, Mr. Crane wanted the power of Sickle the entire time, and that was why he befriended Michael, not because Michael was such a hard worker. Right. Uh, and so Sickle offers himself to, or I'm sorry, Mr. Crane, who I was really hoping would turn out to just be Sickle himself, mm-hmm. uh, offers himself to Sickle, and then we cut back to the radio guys. Because this is the worst movie. Yeah. The radio guys talk about how there was another series of murders, but they point out very specifically that Michael was cleared of all charges. Yes. Um, How and why, we don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, They make a bunch of AMDJ kind of... They were oddly the best actors in the movie. But I think they, they were, were real playing, radio people. They were real yeah. radio people. So that's why it came off very natural for them to just be douchebags on the radio. Yeah. I think they were given an outline of, okay, this is what all has happened. We just need you to talk about it like it's news. You guys be you. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and then Mike, then we see Michael and Sarah driving to Michael's parents' house. Or we assume it's Michael's parents' house because there's no more dialogue in the movie. No. Or actually, there's no more dialogue with Michael and Sarah. They just show up at this porch where these two people are, and we assume that they're Michael's parents, and because they're making nice. their age is completely appropriate for having been 
the parents of a 27-year-old. They look, that themselves being at least 33, 34. Yeah, they look the exact same age as Michael and Sarah. It's annoying. And then uh, we cut to three heretofore never-seen teenagers talking about old man Crane. He just sits in his house talking to ghosts. We should go in or not go in or let's mm. let's let, let's just leave. They do. They just kind of wander yeah. off, and then you see Mr. Crane just laughing close up at the camera. And then we go to credits yeah. for the rocking power anthem. Oh my God, Dirty, Dirty Needles. Needles, which is a song about not doing drugs. Yep, called "Warned by Tiger Tales" with a Z. Uh, warning you about all those dirty needles. I did want to say that Mr. Crane looking directly into the camera and laughing was the best way to end the movie. It really was. I mean, it, not just a movie full of the joy of Mr. Crane. Yeah. Um, occasionally people would look at the camera through the course of the movie. Sure. Um, and it was a lot of close-ups. Yeah, it was nothing. It was almost nothing but close-ups, which mm. was great because the cameraman couldn't keep the face in frame most yeah. of the time. Uh, but then Dirty Needles, which, man, try to find it. It's called it's called Dirty Needles by Tiger Tales. It is indescribably amazing. Yeah. I need to, I need to get this. It slaps. It, it, it's going onto my, my horror movie playlist, probably. Yeah. It's, it's just terrible. <laughs> Much like this movie, which... Uh, no, it. There's nothing good about this movie. Don't watch it. It's not part of this thing. Mm-hmm. The resale value is incredibly low. No, even repackaging it, like this, this should be raised to yeah. the ground and oh sold off as God. an empty lot. That's how it's an Amityville movie. What is because they lied to us about what the, what it was inside. Oh. They lied to us about. Everything. That is a very metatextual way to justify wasting two hours. Well, I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> I have to live with myself. I mean, you get if, to visit. If, if you don't, who will? Uh, yeah, no, resale value for me is zero. This yeah. was, this is very skippable. Um, unless you like Brent Northup, Mr. Crane. Which was I do. Was, I would watch like a highlight reel of Yeah, that. a highlight reel of Mr. Crane, that would be worth watching. But it's like, it doesn't, this is like, what, the fourth or fifth uh, complete no budget, no, like we just slapped the name on it, movie, and this well, this is so far the worst. Like, this is the worst. This is, they, this is the first where they simply slapped the name on the movie. Yeah. The others were at least dropping reference within the yeah. movie and even, a little to a lot. Yeah, and that is not going to make or break the movie for me, but like there was some something to hold on to in all of them, even in the last one with the crazy spider stuff and just like mm-hmm. there's a lot of this like when they start going for the things in the last one, the uh Death House, yeah, Amityville Death House. It's like, wow, you are going for it. And yeah, I appreciate that. This is just half an idea that was not developed. Like this is, this is the outline of a first draft mm-hmm. of a story. Hey, we're picking up the 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 Amityville brand if there is one because it's not continuity. It's nope. not even location. Nope. It is. Shit's gonna get real weird. It's going to go over the top. We're going to pull something out of the back of our brain to show you that's just that's just insane and has no place in this story. But holy hell, what just happened there? Yes. Like there's there's the shock value of 
just an insane something. Yeah. And this didn't do yeah. that. No, it did not. Despite having, like, you know, low-budget Iron Maiden dude. Yeah. Uh, saying, you don't need a budget to make me say, what the fuck? Yeah. But this no. one, this one didn't. So that was, I think next is, uh, next week is the Amityville Playhouse. Right. I believe so. so yep. I'm looking at the list. Uh, also 2015. Yeah, it was released, yeah. I think, within a month of this one. Good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So hopefully that one's going to be mm. a bit better. Like, it's all worth our time because it's all part of the great work of the Amityville Horror Podcast, but uh, this was miserable. This was... This was... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, I'm still Tom. I'm still Pat. And Patrick really likes vinyl, and he wants to tell you about why. But because not on this podcast. Shut up. No. <laughs> but freak, it's the only format oh you can get Oh, my God. It. And that I, I'm going to go punish myself. <laughs> if you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show. Or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 